welcome to another episode of the Herd Main Show. I'm your Herd Leader, John Wayne. And I'm your Herd Mom, Megan. And today, uh, it's not Wednesday, it's not normally when this show comes out, but uh, if you checked out our previous episode, then you know we're trying to just play catch up from last week where our AC decided to have a bad motivator and blow out on us, but we're back up and running and uh, we wanted to be able to stay up to date with everything and so we decided we would double double pump you with uh some main showness mm-hmm. uh and it's also our 50th episode of the main show it is it is indeed and so um while we've crossed well over into 130 episodes total um across our clone wars rewatch rebels our uh, monday motivations and our main shows um this is our 50th episode overall of just the main show which is the big uh pilot of our fleet of Star Wars podcast episodes mm-hmm. and whatnot. This is where we talk about the big stuff and ask the big questions and whatnot. And that's kind of what we're going to do today. We're talking about the big stuff mm-hmm. um, because... Big Star Glider? <laughs> no. Um, He's a pilot, you know. He is. Yeah, we. I, I think we've talked about it before or mentioned it before, but um, one of the last conversations we had that convinced us to start podcasting was when we were traveling to see some family and spent the whole two, two and a half hour car ride talking about Star Wars, specifically though, a specific character, Palpatine. Mm -hmm. We spent the whole time just talking about Palpatine and what he had going on as a character and all of this other stuff and just really digging deep and getting nerdy about it. And that was kind of the last straw of like, why aren't we recording this why aren't mm-hmm. we sharing this like you know this is cool stuff not because we were talking about it but it's just one of those things like this would be really cool yeah to put out there the world needs to know and, yeah and, and and start a bigger conversation about yeah and so from there then we actually started the talk we started to talk about actually doing podcasting and making nerd herder and here we are 50 episodes later so we thought that for our 50th episode usually people do special stuff for 50 and 100 and all this other stuff we figured why not go back to basics Mm -hmm. and go back to the conversation that started it all not specifically the same conversation Mm -hmm. that was almost two years ago now but yeah and and we didn't know a lot of what we know now in terms Mm -hmm. of we didn't have that conversation thinking Palpatine was ever coming back or anything um you know rebels has happened since then which you don't know but i know and so there's been a lot of palpatine content since our conversation and so um we wanted to talk about some of that and talk about the character that started nerd herder really yeah uh and so papa palpatine yep papa palpatine and so and so we're just going to kind of break down his character go through his journey from beginning to end not not only his chronological beginning but his lore beginnings as Mm -hmm. well and kind of lead up until as far as we know and and as far as we know is he's coming back in the rise of skywalker so there there's there's quite a period to cover there in some way he's gonna come back he will be back and so uh what a time to talk about papatine 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 good old chief today is friday yes um this is force friday triple force friday (laughs) And we talked a bit about that in our previous episode of what that is, but basically it's just a time when stores release all the cool new stuff coming out that has to do with the new content. Yeah. Um, It's supposed to. Yeah. Um, We haven't been the only ones we've seen on um, Twitter and Instagram and whatnot. We aren't the only ones that had trouble with our stores. Mm -hmm. Um, 
we went to uh, two Targets and a Walmart and uh, two GameStops yeah. uh, in order to get what we got. And yeah. um, a lot of that was just because it didn't seem like anybody was prepared. It, it yeah. didn't seem like anyone really quite grasped like this, oh, these aren't just normal releases. These This isn't just put stuff on a shelf like normal. This was supposed to be an event. Um, no one was ready for it. No. <laughs> And while some staff were really cool and understanding, some staff were really obnoxious about it and whatnot. But um, met a few folks, met someone who actually went to Star Wars Celebration, Mm -hmm. um, met a couple of other collectors and kind of just had fun with it and chatted. And we actually ended up crossing paths everywhere we went. Mm -hmm. I I ran into the same guys everywhere because we were all just trying to find uh, find our stuff, find the cool things that were coming out and whatnot. So um, we got majority. Yeah. Uh, we you got, had to use the Wi-Fi's a few times, though. Yeah, you you spotted a couple of things, but um, <laughs> because again, nothing was necessarily mm-hmm. specially located. It was just kind of sometimes it was out, sometimes it was just sitting in a box over in the corner. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was crazy. But um, we got all but a couple of things, um, and those couple of things I'm pretty content with for now, uh, and hoping that maybe they'll come around soon. There's even some. There was one store saying that they're not going to put stuff out until tomorrow. There was one store saying they're not going to put stuff out until Monday. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's crazy. So there may be multiple chances to to get the last few things mm-hmm. um, on the list. But um, are you are you specifically happy about any find anything in particular? Uh, I'm I'm a, I'm pretty excited about Metroid. <laughs> oh I yeah, found. you got a Metroid. I got I got a little Metroid. Um, I have a cat. She wants to be part of the show. She does. Um, I'd say mostly I'm glad that you found your big Boba Fett's. Yeah, that was um, a hard time. That was, that was a difficult time. That's a story for It was unnecessarily time. difficult, but I got them. Yeah. And can I just say, we are incredibly thankful for these first world problems. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, like, oh, you didn't yeah. get the toy. Like, yeah. we're not. Oh, you didn't get the toy. We don't have the worst problems in the world. No. That's not what we're trying to say. No. Um. It's merely a matter of looking forward to something and it didn't mm-hmm. quite go as planned. Yeah. But nonetheless, we were able to get a majority of what we wanted and yeah, that's got, cool. got to check a lot off the list. And, you know, I mean, and we're different anyway because, like, um, there's all kinds of special editions and, mm-hmm. and unique items that were out yeah. that... We don't want them. Yeah, and, and I was able to work with other collectors and say, hey, you actually want this because you want to keep it in the box. Mm-hmm. I want that because I want to take it out of the box. I'll trade yeah. you. Like, you know... Yeah, we collector to collector was really nice. Yeah, I'm looking at our Funko shelf right now. There are all but a couple that are out of the box. Like yeah, we, and we, usually they're signed if they're not. Exactly. Like we'd never care about like collectors edition boxes and stuff like that. Yeah, we're thankful yeah. for for our stuff. I mean, it's going to be an, a wonderful addition to our collection. Mm-hmm. Um, so let us yeah. know. Uh, hit us up on the social medias. Let us see your uh, Triple Force Friday haul um, and what all you got or maybe what you didn't and what you were looking mm-hmm. forward to and whatnot. So on from Triple Force Friday, uh, we have some other news. Um, we ha- I don't know what to call it. Uh, I guess it's book news. I guess. But it's technically not Star Wars book news. Um, Bob Iger recently... Uh, I, he I wrote assume he dictated a book. <laughs> I, I don't think he wrote his own book. I don't know. Uh, but it's a biography, sort of. I mean, it's it's about his time as Disney CEO. Yeah. Uh, and all the goings on of I think it's like the past ten years. It's like a tell-all book. 
with yeah. some business. Yeah, he just kind of talks about what it's like. Run- I mean, mm-hmm. he runs Disney. Yeah. <laughs> like, Disney runs the world. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's like, I-, I can imagine he does have some interesting stories to tell. And mm-hmm. he, I mean, he he is very open. And the, and the reason we're talking about it is because he actually talks about some Star Wars stuff. Yes. Um, he talks about, and we're not necessarily going to read off. I mean, you can find it um, everywhere on the internet because it took the internet by storm when it came out. Yeah. But uh, he he talks through the, the Disney buying Star Wars deal and how that went and how he felt that it went. And what's really interesting is how honest he is in terms of, you know, when they bought it, they they got it, they got the rights to what Lucas had already kind of laid the groundwork for and and Lucas already has talked about hey I had a trilogy in mind um and so they bought that but they did it in such a way that like they were honest that we don't we don't have to stick to it yeah so they did that and obviously as George Lucas has been honest about they changed it yeah um it's not what he uh had planned and I'm honest about the fact that I'm thankful for that because of what George has talked about of it I'd don't think I would have liked that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I much more enjoy the sequel trilogy as it is and can't imagine it being any different. Um, but it's really interesting seeing Bob Iger kind of reflect on that and even being honest about, hey, I don't think we were, I didn't, I don't think we did a good enough job explaining it to him or preparing him. And yeah, um, I think there's, I think there's some remorse in terms of like, I, I wish it had been a bit more peacefully done. Yeah. Um, and I can I, mean, I can understand that. It's completely understandable because when anyone takes over something that an artist has been working on for so long, it there's always going to be a little bit of sore feelings, mm-hmm. even if you know it's a very maturely handled thing. Yeah. The alternative is they did what he wanted exactly as he wanted it, but they got all the credit for it and all the you know like, I mean I feel like either way there would have been a little bit of fallout. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I understand it's different than what he, the creator, uh, intended. Yeah. But I feel like, and I know there's, the, there's another side to it that would say the negative response has something to say about it. But I, I feel that there's a lot more positive response to the sequel films than negative. Mm-hmm. That's just the way I see it. I do. I know. Pe- I know people hate the sequel films. I know there's groups out there, but mm-hmm. I have f- met far more who love it than hate it. And so, mm-hmm. and honestly, I mean, if we're going to go down that road of comparing hate to like and using that as a measure of what's good or bad, people hated the prequels too. Exactly. I mean, and people still hate the prequels. So, but my feeling is when you look at how much joy there is in what Disney's done so far mm-hmm. and how much uh, people love it and enjoy it and how much that is Star Wars to some people, yeah. can you really be that selfish, mm-hmm. George Lucas or anyone, to look at it and be like, yeah, but it's not my Star Wars. Yeah. You know, like... I mean, I remember growing up, where there were conversations happening where it was like this generation Star Wars, this generation what, does right. This well, it's what it said with a kind of yeah. bitter taste yeah. of because like it, we we were in the generation of the prequels. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a secret, um, but like it it changed Star Wars for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It brought new people into Star Wars, mm-hmm. us included. Mm-hmm. Like it. With every generation, there's going to be a new iteration. Mm-hmm. Rhyme me. 
Um, and I think that can be looked at in a negative way and say, well, it's not my Star Wars. Or it could be looked at in a positive way and saying, yay, more Star Wars. Right. I mean, there's all, it's always a, about perspective, mm-hmm. as Obi-Wan would say. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, my, my biggest thing with all of this is a lot of people, it's re- reignited this whole George Lucas was right. If he hates it, then it's bad and all this other stuff. And I'm, I'm big. I love George. I'm thankful for him creating the universe that he's created. But at the same time, I don't make him the end-all be-all god of Star Wars that if he doesn't like something that it... I mean, it's the same... I had to go through this experience with um, Mark Hamill. He's not the biggest fan of Luke and the Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. And that's fine, but like I can't give too much warrant to that because I like it. If I just choose to not like it because Mark Hamill doesn't like it or George Lucas doesn't like it, mm-hmm. then I'm not liking Star Wars the way I like Star Wars. I'm liking it the way they tell me to like it. Yeah. And that's how, not how I've ever done it. Yeah. So, Don't just listen to what the internet says or what one person says. Yeah. Form now, your own opinions. I mean, now, I wish, I wish George loved it. I yeah. wish that it was different and that he was more into it and he signed off on it and he felt good about it. But at the end of the day, it's not that way. Yeah. Now, it seems like he liked Solo more. It seems like he's enjoying um, Mandalorian more. He's voiced a little bit more support for those. So at least he's still there and everything. But at the end of the day, I'm glad Disney has Star Wars. And I think that it's really big of Bob um, to come out as the CEO and say, I didn't do things the right way necessarily. Oh yeah. I think that's really important. That takes, you know, maturity. I was going to say something else, but it's maturity. (laughs) It uh, it takes cojones. Um, (laughs) but I'm glad he's being honest. That's the biggest thing. I think that being honest about the transition and that it wasn't necessarily what Mm -hmm. everybody wanted, but that what's happening because of the transition is good stuff. I think that's cool. Sorry for talking so long. Yeah, we love Disney Star Wars. We do. Unapologetically. Absolutely. So, uh, but we wanted to kind of talk about that. Um, and you have some other actual Star Wars book news for us. I do. I have some Buke news. Um, Boz, you have a little thing in your teeth. You have a little thing in my teeth? Yep. Where? <laughs> Probably cilantro. The... Yeah, it is. Do you want the other box? Because you don't seem to like this box as much. This is still recording. I know. Is it gone? Yeah, I got it. Good. Good. Thank you. Oh, don't start that, babe. Just lay down. She loves that box top. Apparently. All right. So, in Buke news. Yeah, actual book news. Yong <laughs> Yong Buke news. Resistance Reborn is a new novel coming out. Uh, it's a novel in the journey to the rise of the Skywalker series. That is a long-winded title and this week we are we were given an excerpt from the book and we know just how soon after the last jedi this all takes place uh john darling that me love of my life uh you're more into the lore of all this so Mm -hmm. what 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 happened what happened what happened um the the excerpt was really cool and it dates this in a very surprising way at least for me because it's right after the last jedi Mm -hmm. this is right after their escape on the falcon at the end of the movie and you know we like it's about them rebuilding uh after all of that Mm -hmm. but i didn't expect it to be so sudden so yeah 
But what's interesting about that is, and the excerpt shows Leia and Ray talking about recent events. So like we're still the the cool thing that we got from the Force Awakens to the Last Jedi is where we left our characters in one movie is exactly where they were in the next movie. Yeah. Um, the Rise of Skywalker is a jump ahead. Mm-hmm. This is after some time, and so it's um, interesting that they're bridging that gap with this book and other content to be able to say even though they're not exactly where they were here's how they transition um like how how do you go from only having one ship worth of people left you know like how are you going to fight back with that how do you go from this whole like ben seems pretty daggum lost to the dark side now like you know there's a lot of circumstances where if we just time jump it's just like okay uh you know you're uh, you have to assume the history yeah so it's it's surprising but awesome that they're doing that because I mean literally you know Ray is working out in this stuff of like I thought I could save him I thought I could do this other stuff and Leia is still dealing with the stuff of like I thought so too yeah. <laughs> you know and like there's just it, it it's really cool because a lot of times when you finish a movie like that with such big stakes and so much going on those are the things you're left with is how are they dealing with this how are they coping how do they yeah. feel and so this book that's a cat this book is gonna deal with some of that stuff which is really cool um so yeah it's right after the last jedi and so i mean if you were expecting something a little bit now i don't know if that's the whole book but it seems like it's going to be that whole book um Mm -hmm. and it's centered around um the resistance trying to reach out to its allies it's continuing that thing Mm -hmm. um and that involves poe reaching out and if you're a fan of the battlefront campaign then zay versio and um, Shriv mm-hmm. are also working. And, and so it's kind of pulling together all of those areas and, and kind of uniting it in one story in terms of they need help. And that's what this story seems to be about. That's their rebirth is yeah. new new blood, fresh soldiers, and more people that are rising up against the First Order. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's how uh, Zora Bliss, is that her name? I feel like Zora Bliss is a contact of Poe's. Mm. Because if you've noticed, whenever she, whenever Carrie Russell is being interviewed... She mentions Poe. Well, he's there. Oh. Oscar Isaacs is always oh. with her. Force Friday, the big live stream reveal, it was them together. Yeah. So I, I feel like she's a contact of his. Because we've seen in the comics, Poe has some... Uh, underground contacts. That's how he gets some things done, which isn't surprising for Poe's character. No, he's a rowdy boy. A rough boy. So I feel like at some point, he goes outside the lines of a real resistance person and gets some help from questionable means. And I think that's going to be Zori Bliss. I think maybe somewhere they maybe get split up or something like that, and she's their ticket back to the group or back into the fight or Mm -hmm. something like that. Or maybe they need some weapons and, you know, go to her... like. But I feel like she's going to help them in some way. So, uh, as we mentioned in our last episode, for the month of October, there's a cool new series, one of our favorite comic series out. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, it was Tales from Vader's Castle. It's a very um, Tales from the Crypt, very uh, mm-hmm. creep show uh, kind of style of... It's scary stories to do with Vader's castle. Mm-hmm. It's like what you would tell around the fire or something yeah. like that. And so last year we had a run, one every week of October. Yeah. And this year it's back. And so mm-hmm. it's returned to Vader's Castle. Yes, with some beautiful artwork. Um, I mean, just from 
the cover itself. It is wonderfully designed. Yeah. And um, so each week it releases on Wednesday, which is when our main show goes out. And mm-hmm. so each Wednesday we're going to try and uh, talk about it. Mm-hmm. Obviously this isn't happening on Wednesday, but we did get the first issue. Yes, we did. And so each week we just kind of want to share a little bit about it so that hopefully you go check it out as well. It's written by Kevin Scott, who is famous for... Star Wars adventure stories, mm-hmm. um, but also Juku, Dooku Jedi Lost, which was yes. recently released as a book, but it's a really great audiobook. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned, yeah. the art's fantastic throughout. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Um, and the first issue has to do with Maul, which is really mm-hmm. interesting. They're starting strong um, because Very they have a lot of interesting done. characters. Ventress, Jabba, Tarkin, yeah. Maul. I could hear the voice in my head as I was <laughs> reading, and I was like, ooh. Yeah, well, and what's interesting is it's Maul yeah. during his time on Lotho Minor when he's got the spider legs and is very crazy. Very and, cool. You know, he's just yeah. not complete. Yeah, I've been wanting more Spider Boy, my metal husband uh, content, and this, it was very good. Oh, yeah. It was very good. It's really cool, mm-hmm. and it's a really good, I mean, it's a one issue story, so it's just a, a little thing. But um, between really cool art and some interesting story bits, I mean, they like they they give good reasons why he's there and yeah. w- what happens. But it takes something that was naturally scary. I mean, yeah. even in the Clone Wars episode where you see him scull- it scuttling was so about, cool. it it it's prime spooky Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they take that and just expand on it. And you know, yeah. he's the devil in the darkness and all this other stuff. It's like <laughs> it's really cool. And yeah. so, um, started strong. So, if you have a local comic book shop, we recommend it. Or yes. Comixology. Support local. Yeah. And or Comixology. We have both. We have both. Um, yeah. You know, there's not always a guarantee that we get what we want. Mm-hmm. So, we always back up with a digital copy. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, definitely for the art alone, being able to dis- display it, um, yeah. highly recommend you check it out at your local shop. All right. So, like we mentioned at the top of the show, we are talking about Palpatine and uh, Obviously, there's a title to the episode, so you should know that, but... Um, Time up, pep, pep. Yeah, and now, and, you know, this isn't to say, like, this is this was a big conversation for us, but that's, I mean, yeah. people should know by now, if you're a regular yeah. listener, Palpatine's not necessarily our favorite character or anything. No, like, I'll, I'll tell you kind of how I remember the conversation coming about. I think it was just, I had a question about how Palpatine did something. Like, well, I, we, uh, a big part of our conversation was Order 66, mm-hmm. and it was to do with, um, yeah, like, how the clone changeover happened and everything like that. Yeah. And by that point, you hadn't gotten into Clone Wars, no, so... I hadn't gotten whole, into Star Wars as a whole, really, at that point. Yeah, well, yeah, not as, not, like, as yeah. religious as now. <laughs> I mean, you know, more, more by osmosis and... Mm-hmm. Just listening to you talk about stuff. Um, and so, yeah, we just kind of talked about how order 66 worked exactly and how he did everything and, and it was a lot of even appreciation for i mean his plan was clever it was very super well clever and so it was a lot of like just back and forth on how he did it and, and what mm-hmm. he did and all that stuff um and yeah i mean yeah before we knew it we were home <laughs> yeah well the the thing is i mean whether he's a favorite or not he is a very great and layered and yeah. thick topic of a character. Like, I mean, there's Tell so much. <laughs> there's so much to talk about about his character. I mean, he spans every mm-hmm. generation of Star Wars now. Yeah. He is so influential and that 
yeah, his influence has been all in over. everything. Yeah, and so I mean, like, there's so much to him mm-hmm. um, to discuss, to analyze, to understand, yeah. and all this. And we're still learning more. There's still plenty of gaps in his story that we don't know. Yeah, and so I think the biggest thing is he's just an interesting character to talk about. Absolutely, uh, both what you know and what you don't know, and that's kind of what this episode is. Is we're going to kind of journey through what we know and kind of take guesses and wax and analyzations uh, it's not a word but you know just talk about what we don't know necessarily yeah absolutely um so lots of lots of discussion but obviously we have these discussions for ourselves but we record it and share it because we want to invite you into that so if you have thoughts if you know things we don't know or if you you just have guesses or whatever um obviously if it's on youtube hit us up Find us on social media and let us know if you're not following us there. We'd love to talk and chat and go back and forth on these sorts of things. So the Nerd Herder is never just about us having a conversation and putting it out there. It's about starting a conversation with you guys. And so this is just another one of those instances where it's like, feel free. Come on in. Mm -hmm. So what was your introduction to Emperor Palpatine? Because Mm -hmm. there's a a few different ways you can come into it. Yes. So, wh- when did you first experience the Emperor? Like, So, I remember specifically um, sitting down with my was dad. Was it Tuesday morning? It was a Tuesday. <laughs> um, we had, I've said it before, we had the box set of the VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it was, you know, the interviews before the films with mm-hmm. that film guy. I don't remember his name. Um, good stuff, though. Highly recommend. People, absolutely. People go through those to get to the movies all the time. Mm-hmm. There's good stuff. Yeah. Those are the epitome of George loving Star Wars. And it's yeah. right before the um, prequels. And mm-hmm. so there's a couple of hints of that in there, too, in terms of, you know, we're, we're going back and seeing Anakin Skywalker. It was, it was just a name, but now we're going to know who that is. And, Here, you know. <laughs> George Lucas turns into Owen Wilson. So <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> So anyway, I just wanted to anyway, yeah. Anytime it's I can, great stuff. yeah. Anytime I can encourage people yeah. to find those interviews, I I do because they're they're golden. Yeah, I remember watching. I watched Empire first, and I it like took, as a whole. Yeah. Oh okay. Um, and so I remember seeing like. So did Michael Morisi. Yes, he did. Um, I remember seeing the Emperor and being like, "Who is this guy in a dress?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, who? What? <laughs> I don't understand. Mm-hmm. By the time of Episode Six, they had already fundamentally changed the Emperor character yes. because he looked nothing 100%. like. Yeah, like it was not the same thing. Yeah, I remember thinking, like, is he an alien? Is he? Right. What? There was what a is lot he? of questions. I mean, yeah. and and that's all you get—that one transmission of the Emperor. Yeah. Now, and uh, a lot of people forget there's one line. Tarkin says the Emperor has dissolved the Imperial Senate, and that's it. That's all we get. Yeah. That's all we get. That's all we get. And at the that point, anyone. in George Lucas's mind, he was the Emperor of the Universe. That's mm-hmm. what that was his title yeah. for a while there. And so, um, I mean, yeah, it, the, yeah, George had his story beats, but it was evolving. Yeah. It was but, evolving. It was it was changing as it went on. It kind of went with the modern sci-fi tropes of the time. Yeah. Well, and if you go off of the um, 1977 novelization of A New Hope mm-hmm. that's where we get the story mm-hmm. that's actually not too dissimilar to Sheev Palpatine's story in terms of a rise to power in the political ranks in the Republic and then the downfall of it but in George Lucas's original draft and ideas 
he was coerced into that. He wasn't a bad guy. He was turned into a bad guy. And he was just a evil political person. He wasn't a Sith. He wasn't a yeah. lightsaber wielder. He and was just a dude. Yeah. I think it's kind of interesting that the Emperor doesn't pick up a lightsaber once in the the original series. Yeah. Like well, yeah, I mean, and well, and, yeah, and, and we'll talk about some of that because it, you know, like he he didn't feel like he had to anymore. Honestly, kind of didn't need no. to, but now and and that's what I say. Like, there's elements of that that's going to play in later, especially when we talk yeah. about his story in the in the prequels. But um, yeah, I mean, his character was always evolving. In yeah. the in the original stuff, and and even mm-hmm. still to this day, there's things we're learning about him that's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's new, that's okay, and you know, and it's it's yeah. really interesting that he's still this big enigma, you know, he's still this big question mark. Mm-hmm. We know he's bad, we know he's evil, we know he's but where dark. did he come from? Where did he come from? Where did he go? Down where did he come from, Nigel? Yeah, like that's kind of the primary. That's technically the appropriate introduction mm-hmm. in my opinion like if you follow the story you're first introduced empire that big question mark of who the heck is this guy yeah why is he in charge of darth vader who's supposed to be the big bad guy and yeah you know all this other stuff but um a lot of people too like are more introduced when he's most visible mm-hmm. is return of the jedi yeah when he's finally presented as this real bit he's the big bad guy yeah he's the one over everything he's the one who everybody's afraid of and all this other and he, he's also the most powerful mm-hmm. at that point in, in everything and so um but then i mean every time we meet palpatine it's something new yeah you know going from he's just the mysterious guy on the hologram sounds familiar to snoke mm-hmm that everybody got crazy about. Um, and people forget, Palpatine's hologram was huge, too. It, it was. It was big, too. It was so so that there's a lot of parallels, I'm just saying. Um, what are you doing? Oh, Picking up cat. cat. Um, but, you know, then he shows up in the next one, and he's a maniacal evil guy with lightning fingers. Mm-hmm. And then he's a politician and then he's a lightsaber expert and mm-hmm. the, you know like there's just always something new mm-hmm. with Sheev. Yeah. Um, he's always got to outdo himself yeah. with each appearance uh, which is interesting for his character and so kind of with that um, so thinking to his beginnings mm-hmm. we don't know a lot. We don't. We, we don't know about young Palpatine. Yeah, we know he's from Naboo, and right. that's it. He has been a senator for many years, has a lot of influence, a lot of character in the communities of Naboo. Like, people love him as Senator Palpatine of Naboo. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a very powerful political guy. Mm-hmm. That's about all we know. I mean, if we get into legends, which we're trying to avoid... There's a lot more there, yes. but all we really know is at some point, young Palpatine interacted with Plagueis, who supposedly taught him everything, mm-hmm. um, and and that was sort of his beginnings down the dark side path and whatnot. Um, wh- what do you think young Palpatine was like? He strikes me as one of those kids that was like, that kid, mm-hmm. you know? Where he was always the perfect one with the straight A's and 
his he came from an affluent family mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Like I, but what would be interesting is if he didn't. Mm-hmm. Like he was a street kid that mm. was picked up by Plagueis and mm. taught the ways. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting to me. Like yeah. I, I feel like we have a, a lot of characters in fiction in general that are smarmy boys from smarmy well, homes. Well, like you know, very Dooku. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had very. Even though he grew up more as a Jedi than anything, he still clearly inherited his his family's mm-hmm. lifestyle choices and, and demeanor and whatnot. If we got a young Palpatine story, which I would be very in favor of, mm-hmm. kind of more than Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, who would you like to see kind of take that role? And how? where in his life, or his early years, would, mm-hmm. you, would you like from kid to adult or would you like to get, just jump to a almost in political power kind of part of his story like where where do you see that I definitely being think more we, interesting I think we need context to mm-hmm. his upbringing at first definitely um and once that's kind of established I think it would be good to move on to where he kind of started sowing the seeds of mm-hmm. his political prowess yeah yeah like I would love to know the beginnings like because mm-hmm. what's really interesting about evil characters is not that they're evil mm-hmm. it's how they become evil yeah. how they become enveloped in this evil because yeah you know while evil can come down to choices mm-hmm. evil's not a lifestyle initially yeah. like palpatine i don't believe was always like this from mm-hmm. the beginning i feel yeah. like there's things that happened to lead him here it's like when Dr. Doofenshmirtz tells his backstory to Perry the Platypus. He's like, on the day I was born, my parents didn't even show up. That kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's hilarious. Right. That's what makes Dr. Doofenshmirtz the best character in Phineas and Ferb, in my opinion. And so, um, yeah, it. I, I think it'd be interesting to start from the beginning mm-hmm. and journey there. And, and really, what I'd like is it lead up to the point that where, where it ends is actually... He gets the job offer of, "Hey, do you want to be senator?" Mm-hmm. We already, because we already know where his story goes. He yeah. becomes senator, and eventually, as senator, he starts the plot of the prequels. Mm-hmm. So, I think the most interesting thing is he doesn't win a battle, he doesn't beat an adversary. But I think the main goal and how we can have our ending, mm-hmm. if we ever get these kinds of stories, would be the in, you know, oh, how's Senator Sheev Palpatine sound? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and cut to black. It's because yeah. you can immediately go from that into um, episode one. Like you can immediately go into the prequels from there. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that'd be interesting. Do you have a typecast in mind? Like, do you have a face in mind of who who you would have as young Sheev? I don't know. I I feel like Ezra Miller can do evil really well, but at the same time, well, much know. like Ezra Miller, I feel like Palpatine wears heels when nobody's looking. <laughs> Everyone looks well when Ezra, Ezra Miller wears heels, yeah, because he rocks them. Um, I can't get Matt Smith out of my head. I know. I can't I get know. Matt Smith out Once of my head. It's suggested. It's like an earworm. It he would be fantastic mm-hmm. in the role of a young Palpatine, especially mm-hmm. that back and forth duality kind of personality. Yeah. There's a really great episode of Doctor Who where he plays a mind control doctor and the Doctor, and yeah. so he's playing good and bad. And it's so well mm-hmm. done. And, it, I yeah. mean, it's so Palpatine. Mm-hmm. So moving on from there, 
um, we get into more of what we do know. That's the most question mark stuff of Palpatine's story, but so far, yeah. as far as what we do know in terms of he became senator at some point, mm-hmm. and that's when he started his plotting. Mm-hmm. He influenced multiple things to mm-hmm. all of line just perfectly um, to where he could enact his plan of basically he broke the system the system was already broken but he helped it break further so Mm -hmm. that he could come in as the person that was going to put it together what he didn't tell everybody is he was going to put it together the way he wanted yeah not the way that would benefit the galaxy obviously yeah i i am a firm belief that chancellor valorum started off as kind of a good guy but with some every politician starts as a good guy yeah and I'm not trying... Don't read too much into that. I'm mm-hmm. just trying to say, like, I feel like every person without power who wants power for good... They start starts with good, good intentions. And then they get the power. Yeah. And it's just that constant battle every time... And it doesn't matter if your power is simply you're a manager over a three-person team mm-hmm. to you have volunteers that uh, answer to you to you run a business to you are a politician Mm -hmm. to you are the leader of the free world country it doesn't matter where you fall any taste of power if we allow it can completely debilitate and destroy us from the inside it either makes us lazy as we throw that power at other people or it makes us evil as we throw that power at other people Mm -hmm. and so absolute power power corrupts absolutely right and so it's this constant balance Mm -hmm. thing of where you've got to lead but not out of power out of influence yeah you know and you and and ultimately you should lead for the greater good Mm -hmm. and so now the thing is just as complicated as every political conversation is it's complicated to wait he's chancellor shouldn't he just be able to change that and do that and not necessarily. Not really. That's why Palpatine's real plan didn't start mm-hmm. until he got emergency powers. Basically, yes. when they were like, hey, it's bad. We need you to be the, the final call on everything. You need to be able to do X, Y, and Z and no votes, no questions. Yeah. Just the the uh, the chancellor says it, so do it. Yep, and then he dissolved the Senate. Well, eventually. Eventually. But, um, but like he was able to take control of the Senate mm-hmm. is the thing. He was able to take control of the banks because he proved no one could be trusted with the banks. He was able to take care of the government because he was able to prove nobody could control the government. He controlled every facet of the Republic mm-hmm. that either if he pulled the pin would destroy it or yeah. if he used it the right way would push his power further. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, he was a fantastic politician, but for evil. For evil, yeah. <laughs> But well, but that's the thing yeah. is it's just like he exploited a system now he, and that the thing and that's what's so crazy about his manipulation mm-hmm. in the force and not the force weekends in the Phantom Menace he doesn't say anything that no. is a lie no when he does he, not lie once when he talks about the bureaucratic crap going on that's preventing mm-hmm. the Republic from actually helping Naboo that's actually true yeah. and it's taken as you know. This is someone I trust. He's from my planet. I'm. He's just saying. Which is something. how. Yeah. Which is how you. Well, and that's the thing. He always had everybody else do it for him. Yep. He didn't th- call the vote of no confidence. Mm-hmm. He didn't obviously vote yeah. for himself to be chancellor. It could have. It was taken as he's voicing his frustrations. Well, yeah. Well, and and, and the the thing is, it's all about how it's done. Mm-hmm. It's it's not so much of here's what's happening, mm-hmm. but it's. This is why it's not going to work. Yeah. 
you know, the, he was saying it in such a doubtful way that he was able to twist it just enough to where he's not going to get it done. You mm-hmm. need someone that can get it done. And at no point, again, does he necessarily mm-hmm. throw himself out there. Now, obviously, he had backups. He had relationships that were like, you're going to oh, vote yeah. for me, right? When this hap- when this goes down, yeah. you're going to vote for me. It's and, like the whole rumor it happens, like Hamilton Burr situation. Mm-hmm. And so... Not Hamilton Burr. Ham- Hamilton he, he basically observed what was wrong with the system, and instead of making it better, mm-hmm. simply allowed it to get so bad that it was handed to him, like, can you fix this? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and that's my biggest thing with Palpatine, is he was handed mm-hmm. all the power. Yeah. They gave him the Republic. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I mean... I'm not trying to say that the people are to blame. Obviously, he manipulated it to that point. But he never took power so much as he just did with what people gave him. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't say, the army's mine. They were like, hey, Palpatine, can you do this? Yeah. Sure. You know, and he was working in everything, but at the end of the day, he made it so that he was, for all intents and purposes, without sin. Mm-hmm. From the outside looking in. If you dig too deep, you'd see it. But from the outside looking in, Palpatine was the victim. He was just the one that was trying to work hard to keep it together. And, you know, like, so, I mean, his whole rise to power throughout the prequels, his whole political game. It's fascinating and really just It's scary. (laughs) Because that that could be real. Mm -hmm. That could be real one day, unfortunately. It may be real. um, Yeah. He's not smart enough. No. But... It, you know, oh, of course it could, not. Not him. It could get... It's it's why politics mm-hmm. and, and a total control of government is so scary. Because that's yes. what he did is he slowly took so much that everything went through him. Mm-hmm. He was emperor before he was emperor. He was emperor as chancellor because he had all the same power. And so the difference was when the people gave it to him versus when he simply did what he had influence over. Yeah. Once they gave him everything, he the, the shroud was lifted. Mm-hmm. The shroud, you know, there was no hiding his real intents and everything like Oh, that. yeah. Like, a plan like this requires subtlety, which I don't think is in well, big supply around here. Well, but what's interesting, though, is, yeah, subtlety, but subtlety. at the same time, he's the biggest sarcastic, sassy right? man. Like He's so sassy. There's so many times like, when he says something, and I'm just like, no one believes this, right? No one think that thought that was genuine, yeah. right? Like, And especially in the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. there's so many times when he plays ignorant or he's plays... He's just like, oh, no. Oh, it's just like, oh, my dear boy, nothing bad is going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. Like, I mean, like, it's so ridiculous, but... That freaking assassination, or not the assassination episode, but the attempted, like, kidnapping of Palpatine episode. In the original Clone Wars? Yes. Yeah, when like, yeah, when he just walks yeah. up to Grievous and is like, "You listen here, yeah. Robo Man. How great. dare you?" Because <laughs> Grievous didn't know. No, and and he Go loved like, that. Well, and and two, it comes out when like Palpatine is actually kidnapped, mm-hmm. and he's like, "You wouldn't hurt me. What would your master think?" Mm-hmm. Like, I that stuff where it peeks through, and he's just. Here's the thing. He's so goofy. He was never worried. No. I mean, he was... Ne- I, and honestly, I think it was only fueled by the fact that he was doing all of this in front of the Jedi. Right. And so I think it was just this one thing of just like, I'm going to keep pushing the buttons and see what it's happens. It's like when you know a secret and no one else does. Yeah, you, just like, you act mm-hmm. different. 
I know things. So now, though, um, within the prequels, you've kind of already alluded to, mm-hmm. um, in Revenge of the Sith, some of the best Palpatine stuff I think Absolutely. ever. <laughs> that opera scene. Oh, yeah. It's the best piece of Star Wars cinema- cinematography. Mm-hmm. I, I made the word said, yes. Well, and the, and so that, and then, so on top of that, you've already mentioned the whole lightsaber thing. He mm-hmm. never used a lightsaber before. No. Did you feel any different when he did finally bust out a lightsaber and just start wailing on Jedi? Or like... No. I had always kind of assumed that when we get lightsaber from Sheev, it's gonna be something special. Like when we get so lightsaber from So you expected that to happen, though. Like you expected yeah. at some point he was I, gonna... I kind of expected him to lead with the lightning, which he did. Mm-hmm. But, like, I I knew that it was coming, but I didn't know what to expect, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, older guy, like, yeah. you know, you, you don't when, know what it's going to be like. <laughs> when an old man spins at you from a prone position screaming, you're right. going to get old. <laughs> you don't know what to do with that. Exactly. Folk. Like, we can't be too mad. Yeah. Um, although I can't, I, I, I still get bitter about the whole just... Boop, you're dead. Boop, you're dead. Yeah, like I get that. I mean, a spe- you know, at least um, Kit Fisto. I mean, he had a little bit of a he fight. But I'm a like, fight. Yeah. this boy, this boy held back grievous. Like he yeah. should have been able. Like that always kind of fresh. I get like, you. is it just me or mm-hmm. like, did you? I think a lot of with what how he was able to defeat the Jedi was the element of surprise. I mean, I think that's a big part of it. And also the Jedi thinking, I never thought that this would happen. Like, this is so out of the freaking blue. Well, and I saw the meme too when he's killing Asian Kolar, which is the knockoff Ethkoth. He's Mm -hmm. the Zabrak uh, Jedi. He's the first one to go. The Zabrak. And um, it was like, when you train your whole life to fight a Sith and finally meet one, and he dies in one blow. He's the first down. (laughs) Like, I just... Oh, Ethkoth, come get your cousin. But, well, he was out of the order by that he point. Was. So, um, he was getting married. It, now, and again, another great swordsman. I think it would have been different with Ethkoth, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, like Mace being the only one to hold him down. And the only reason he's able to do that is because his fighting style is directly linked to the dark side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, dang. Like, okay, so, and how do you, did you, do you feel technically on the scoreboard? Mace won that fight. I mean, obviously yes. he died, but like... Yes, I think he won that fight. If it hadn't been for Anakin, he so, would have killed So you him. think that was the whole Palpatine thing of, I got I, I hold it in a two-week. I think that was Palpatine that was like, re- bullcrapping his way to get Anakin to help because he knew, oh, shot, so, so when he was I like, lost this fight. <laughs> so so the whole, no, please don't, like, yeah. that was real? I think so, Ooh, yeah. I think, I, I kind of think so. I think yeah. that was, I think... He'd been so safe up until that point. Mm-hmm. I think that's when that was real concern. Like, this I'm was a, <laughs> oh no. My whole now here's a and, and we talked about this in our, in our original conversation. We talked about this. He had a he had a backup plan. Well, he still would have won. Yeah. Because you know what would have been on the Hollow News the next morning? Mm-hmm. Jedi assassinate our chance Supreme Chancellor. Like yeah. the Jedi still would have been killed by the clones shunned by the public i mean they they were still going to be the bad guys yep there's no way part of me wants to know how that story would have played out like Mm -hmm. how i mean obviously anakin and padme would have gone off together and had the babies probably well i mean they probably would have gotten away with it only because there was bigger fish to fry with the whole exactly we technically killed the chancellor thing Mm -hmm. but um I mean, Palpatine's whole thing was he was going to... And and his whole story was that 
the Jedi wanted the war to continue mm-hmm. to take more power. Yes. And so when he got news that General Grievous was dead and that the war was going to be over, he was threatened in terms like he they came after him to try and continue the war basically. Mm-hmm. And when he refused, you know, and and was playing the the hero of like no that's wrong that's bad you can't no. do it. Um, they attempted to kill him and if not for um, the quick action of his um, guards then he would have been killed. Yeah. That that was the whole thing. So I mean like there was there was always a story. Yeah. There was always going to be a backup in terms of the Jedi are still going to die. Yeah. An so, attempt on my life has left me disfigured. Yeah. And looking like an ape. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, no, but I, I love, I love, that's one of my favorite lightsaber fights of oh, it's all, great. I mean, it's the, it's some of the best Palpatine content, mm-hmm. um, too, so. Yeah, I mean, I'll say in my, in the Clone Wars, my favorite lightsaber fight is Maul on Palpatine and Savage. Mm-hmm. Well, once yeah. again, where he proves, he's, he's got He's very swords. talented. He, yeah, he's a good swordsman, as <sighs> much as he is a good wizardy yeah. guy. Did you see that comparison of... Obi-Wan watching Qui-Gon be killed versus Maul watching Savage be killed. No. They make the same hmm. exact face. Well, generally when someone I like dies, I, I, I tend to look like the other guy too, so. <laughs> but but that, yeah. that is interesting. I mean, that's that's kind of the whole point. Yeah. Is violence how, begets violence. It, it's it's about the choices you make that got you here, dude. Yeah. Poor so, baby. Because Obi-Wan's whole thing was he chose to be better. Yeah. So, like, uh, Maul could have done the same thing. Exactly. So, moving on to uh, what we're more familiar with. Mm-hmm. This is the Palpatine we were first introduced to with Empire, mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi. Now we've got the Emperor. The He's got all his power. E Emperor. He's done all his stuff. When you went yeah. from A New Hope, no Emperor to Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. there's an Emperor. Surprise! What, how, did, that, did your child brain acknowledge that or do anything with that? Or was that just kind of like, okay. I was like, oh, it's the guy in the dress. <laughs> like I, and then by that point, the they were doing a lot of re-release of toys and stuff like that because you know. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember we went to the store and my dad got um, a Palpatine figure that was like the size of a GI Joe, mm-hmm. and I remember taking it out of the package and looking at it and be like, "What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is this? Right. Like, it's the man in the dress. Mm-hmm. He's got a lumpy forehead. What's going on?" Mm-hmm. And then you would like lift up the dress, and he had noodle legs. Noodle legs. I remember that. Anybody else remember that? Because he was posable. You could put him in a throne. Uh huh. Yeah. Noodle legs. Noodle legs. Noodle legs. Palpatine. That's what uh, they call him. Nudes. Um. So what about with Return of the Jedi? Mm-hmm. Um. Arguably. Yeah. He like yeah. other than the Force spirits. Mm-hmm. The weirdest thing to happen is this old dude shooting lightning from his fingers yes. and walking around in a cloak. That was the most startling thing for me. Yeah, like, ha- like, has that kind of fantasy side, that weird side, ever been weird to reconcile with the Star Wars, like the soldiers and the troops mm-hmm. and all that? Like, you know, has that ever been a weird kind of thing with you? I'll be honest, no. <laughs> I never really thought too hard about it. Like, that that's how I consumed movies as a kid. I never questioned the worries of virtue where there's giant kangaroos doing kung fu moves. I never, I never really thought too hard about movies as a youth mm-hmm. or, like, science fiction in general or mm-hmm. fantasy. It was just, it's a movie. Mm-hmm. I enjoy this. Fair. It's nice. 
I mean, that, as that, an adult, that has that's completely an changed. <laughs> I mean, that that's a that's a really healthy, good way to go mm-hmm. through it too, because that leaves a lot of expectations behind and whatnot. Yeah, I'm not a um, person of expectations. It's re- it's been really interesting to discover through. Um, you've only seen the Clone Wars, but it gets worse or better or more in yes. Rebels, in that we see he's very non-traditional because like it's not just about the Force lightning and moving rocks with him, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, literally, things are called Sith alchemy and mm-hmm. other stuff. Like he does, like he's got a cauldron and and blue flames and all this other stuff. Like it's really, I mean, something you could transpose into Lord of the Rings or mm-hmm. some fantasy film almost. Yeah. Versus, you know, like when we talk about space wizards, he's the actual space wizard. Like yeah. he's the space wizard of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like he's a warlock. It's let's re- be real. Well, obviously, but it's really interesting. Like to have him be that one element that's the weirdest part of Star. Like, yeah. Would, like, I mean, do you feel like he's a weirder part? Or absolutely, is... some of the weirdest stuff comes from stories about Palpatine, like Triclops and like <laughs> you, yeah, and like uh, his freaking clone days. Like, right. it, Palpatine was into All legends, some by stuff. The way. Yes, but um, no, but yeah, like yeah, he worked so hard and tried so hard to have so many like backup and backup plans and things like if i die right because with him it really was an if um he was trying so hard to make sure that he left a legacy and that he left something behind if he died Mm -hmm. and sometimes that included a clone Mm -hmm. or you know putting his soul into a tiny thimble of milk i don't know Well, and you bring up some interesting things there in terms of, well, and someone pointed out recently that I thought was very interesting. Mm-hmm. In episode six, he's encouraging Luke to kill him. Mm-hmm. And even if we go back to our previous conversation where I think he was legit worried there, but like mm-hmm. he was really landed on the yeah. line of he could have gotten killed by yeah. Mace right there. And I think the reason he was so concerned is that he didn't have the chance to do something yet. He, like, I, they I, caught him off guard. Right. Well, I, I don't... Between episode three and episode six, there's something a very happened. different attitude. Yes. And it's almost as if there is, like, everything's about to die. I mean, I'll still screw over the Jedi, but I'm... I'm This this is it. Mm-hmm. My, my life legacy is I'm the one who destroyed the Jedi. I just don't get to be here to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Versus episode six, where it's like, go ahead, kill me. Kill me. Yeah. Come on. Strike me down. Right. Like, you know, bring it. <laughs> It's, uh, it's, <laughs> Why would anybody kill me? <laughs> it's Palpa time. It's so uh, it's it's really I I hadn't necessarily caught on to that in terms of like now did you think of it as just a simple like he didn't think Luke was ever gonna do it or did you like think it was legit of like come on yeah. give it your best shot. My opinion has changed over the years, obviously, um, but I think at the time I. Over the years, I've thought, you know, he probably thought, Luke's not going to do it. And mm-hmm. even if he does, he's going to become the Sith after me. Right. It's still that factor of if if Luke had done that, he still would have had a plan mm-hmm. of, like, now you're the bad guy because you murdered exactly. me. Exactly. Um, I do feel, especially now that we know the Rise of Skywalker is very likely to see his return, mm-hmm. I really do feel like his chill attitude there has to do with something he knew mm-hmm. that we're soon going to discover he knew mm-hmm. in terms of I ain't worried about it I'm so excited that I, I'm more. really I, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested so with that though mm-hmm. and I know we're probably going to be a little bit longer but I want to okay. I want to take some time to talk Palpatine. about this is the interesting stuff I want to get into because yeah. this is the stuff 
where we're getting into the new, the Rise of Skywalker, the future possibilities for this character. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some interesting there's some interesting possibilities to be had. And while we don't really know anything, we can definitely chat about it. Definitely. And have some fun with it. So We can theorize. If if we look at it from a certain point of view, mm-hmm. Palpatine had everything he wanted by the end of the original trilogy. Yes. At that point, he had been emperor for 24 years. And if you add his time as chancellor, where again, technically he had the power of the emperor, but he was just being nice about mm-hmm. it. That's 37 years of ruling, having complete and total power. Mm-hmm. Ultimate power, one might say. If if we can look at it from that perspective of world domination, galactic domination, he got what he wanted. So usually a character returning, coming back from the dead, or something like something significant like that, it's because there's unfinished business. Do you think really think there's unfinished business like i mean again he ruled the galaxy he had his time so if he's coming back what what for just to rule again or what if what what if let's put on our what if caps got one on this is my new this is my new hat by the way make sure your what if caps are on and don't judge what if he was summoned what if he didn't come back as much as summoned I'll say. Okay. This go. I mean, that that was some of my early mm-hmm. theories. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in anymore as much, just because my original idea was something that Force Center Pod introduced is, what if Richard Grant's character is some sort of, he's not First Order, but he's some sort of, like, Sith acolyte, and he's the one, there's, like, this dark side cult that mm-hmm. basically resurrects Palpatine. It's not necessarily Palpatine himself bringing himself back. Yeah. It's that his followers brought him back. Yeah. Um, what if... I, li- I still like that. Yeah, what if they hit a wall with the First Order and they're like, "What? we can't win this fight at this point. We need some help. I like it more if it, the First Order doesn't even know what's happened. Like, I like the idea True. of, you know, this is outside the First Order. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this being something that... We don't think the First Order's right, doing it right. We don't feel like they inherited the right to be the the new empire and all this yeah. other stuff we need we need the only one who can make it right yeah it's thanos style sometimes you just gotta do it yourself kind of right thing. yeah it, yeah and i feel like it if if someone pull if if a group of people pull him from the other side i feel like it'd be better if it's a break off of the first order or someone completely outside of the first order rather than the first order themselves what if they're like you know the only person that could stop this is the legendary Luke Skywalker. Now that he's gone, let's stir up some trouble. That kind of thing. Oh, they, they go with the next alternative? Yeah. Of Palpatine? Maybe. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just throwing things out here. No, I mean, I like, I, I, do, I, I, I like the idea of it's maybe not him. Mm-hmm. He's simply pulled in, pulled back, kind yeah. of. Um, what, what do you think? I've been talking a lot. <laughs> uh, well, no, I mean, we, we've both been talking a lot. Yeah. Um, that's what I don't know. Dad's got his clasp hands on. <laughs> because, say he comes back. Mm-hmm. Say he kills the last Jedi and kills the last of the Skywalkers. What would that... Then what? Yeah. He goes back to ruling. What, what, what does... 
what does that do? You have power. You have all this. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, like there was a really cool uh, colorized picture recently released of um, this big cathedral of, you know, just stolen treasure um, hoarded up by the Nazis during the war. That did happen a lot. And it's just this idea of why that's yeah. all, that's just going to sit there in the boxes They're like you're not going to do anything you're not going to sell mm-hmm. it you're not going to look at it it's just there to hoard and yeah. and i see that image in my mind of like if palpatine just takes power again it's just like this big hoard of power like yeah what what's the point what's the purpose what I, do you want yeah i think about that sometimes like i think i don't remember his name but there's a big magician who he owns a lot of Houdini stuff, mm-hmm. and he keeps it locked in a bank. There, Michael Jackson well, owned the bones of John Merrick. Well, like, what even, did he do with those? Even collectors that like, not only I'm not knocking keeping it in the box. That's the elephant. I am knocking it when you keep it in a box, in a box, in a box, in a mm-hmm. shed. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere, like, like when it's in storage. What right. When it's it held up like the Ark of the Covenant in Indiana Jones, I'm like, mm-hmm. why have it? Mm-hmm. It belongs in a museum. Like, I mean, at least if it's in a box and it's out, you can look at it, appreciate it, and all this other stuff. Yeah. But, like, if it's just going to stay locked up, why? Mm-hmm. Like, and so I, I don't see, I see Palpatine as fruitless as that in terms of he's going to have all this power, but what what are you going to do with it? You're in a rule, like, you can only do and go so far and do mm-hmm. so much. So that's the big question mark. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, we could say his point is to come back and defeat the Skywalkers. Okay, he does it. Mm-hmm. He does it. Let's say that happens. It's not, but yeah. like, let's say that's the ending of the Rise of Skywalker. Is he comes back and kills him, <laughs> which would be a bad name for that kind of movie. But yeah, it's like then what? I heard a story from someone I work with who was talking about how we have the technology and the ability now to bring the Titanic to the surface and like put it on land and look through it and discover stuff. And I was like. What for why? <laughs> right, like... We know all that we need to know about that era. Right, well, there's... Because, yeah, there's a big difference between we can do it. Should it's we? doable, but... Well, not necessarily should be, but... but why, why would we? Yeah, yeah, it's more of a why. Yeah, definitely should. Like, yeah. obviously, at, but it's yeah. more of a... You can come back and kill the Skywalkers, but why? There, another undersea adventure story. <laughs> Did you know that there's an atomic bomb... Under yeah, Tybee just, Island. Just just chilling. <laughs> in Savannah. It's just down just there. In Georgia. It could decimate at any time, but it's still just down there. Like, thank God there's no earthquakes in Georgia. Yeah, that's your history lesson. Yeah. For the day. So, la- uh, well, last couple things. Mm-hmm. So, in that, I mean, obviously we can't just think of Palpatine as just Palpatine. Yes. He claims to be Sith. He claims to be... I mean, he is obviously powerful on the dark side. Do you think he's your traditional sense of a Sith? Like, or do you think he's a whole different breed of dark side user? I think that he saw what the Sith were doing and he was like, that's cool, fam. You do you. I'm just gonna not do that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's going to be no rule of two because I'm going to be the ultimate power and no one's going to kill me. Yeah, like, yeah, it's this idea of why in the heck would I get this power and pass it on? Exactly. Like, he never had an intention to train Vader in the ways of killing him. Like, he never intended for Vader to take his spot. Well, yeah, like, that's the thing. We know from the 
the fact of the aftermath books we know from battlefront 2's campaign we know from so much he had a plan in place if he died at any point Mm -hmm. everything was going with him Mm -hmm. now do you think that's the plan of someone who has a return ticket or someone who's just really bitter about well i might not be immortal but if i die you die you know like how do you feel i think he's petty he's just like (laughs) super petty yeah. I think the icing on the cake is he comes back 30 years later. Yeah, though. I lived. Right. It's just like, it's it's like the eat crap and die. No, yeah. Jim. Eat, eat crap, crap and, and live. live. Uh, if you don't get that reference, just... Watch the movies. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I don't think he's necessarily Sith. So, that, in, that raises a couple of different interesting things. Do you think it's going to be hard for us to accept a true traditional Sith if we ever get one? Mm. Because it's not, I mean, like, when you think of Sith, who do you compare, like, when you like, oh, you say you're a Sith, let me compare you to this Sith. What, like, who's your comparative Sith? I'll be honest, I don't have one. Because, okay. like, I think of... I guess I, I ask that like that's a normal thing. <laughs> no, but, like, I, I think the quintessential Sith, the world's greatest bad guy is Darth Vader, but even he wasn't the ultimate power. True. Like, he wasn't the ultimate Sith because mm. he was still dealing with a lot of, you know, held back emotions from mm-hmm. his business. Yeah. Like, he... He's a, he's, he's a different beast, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just a whole... Like, I don't think we've ever seen a traditional Sith. No. Not in our current canon. And I do think it's going to be interesting the day we get a Sith that is truly Sith mm-hmm. and not just evil bad guy with dark side powers. Yeah. Like, we've seen Alkalites. We've seen... Uh, Grievous, he's in a yeah. We've seen bad people. Like, we've seen bad people, but we've never I, had a Sith. Right, I, and so I think I think that would be some interesting storytelling. Mm-hmm. Now that said, we're not including legends in this, by the way. Yeah. Now that said, do you think we will ever get a Star Wars story where the ultimate bad guy? And I'm not talking about a one-off. I'm not talking about one book or one comic. I'm saying in a in a time period. Obviously, you know, so we've got the Skywalker saga. Who's the big bad? Sidious. Mm-hmm. Sith. Bad guy. Evil dude. Let's create some older public era. And don't think of the games or anything. I've never played the game, so that'll be easy. <laughs> Do you think there would ever be a Star Wars where the bad guy and the good guy are not force wielders? Because right now we keep making it like the ultimate threat and the ultimate hero. They have to have the force. Yeah. They have to have a lightsaber. You know, like... I kind of hope that the Mandalorian is going to be like that. I, I have faith it will be. I, mm-hmm. I But but see, again, that's small. Mm-hmm. I do agree. I think that's a step in the direction. But, like, I want a whole big war. Mm-hmm. I want a big, drawn you out... You want uh, the Mandalorian war. Yeah, like, I want a big-scale conflict where not... Where somebody, at the end of the day, with a lightsaber, doesn't come out and save the day or isn't the ultimate, like, oh, we're winning until the guy with the lightsaber comes out. Like, I don't, I want Jedi and Sith away from my stories for a little bit, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like, because, again, like, who, who's at the power, who's, who's at the heart of the First Order? Snoke. He's not a Sith, but he's definitely not just your average military strategist or anything like that. Yeah. Who's his top dog? Kylo. Definitely not just a soldier. Go to the Resistance. Who, who was their only hope? Who did they spend a whole two movies chasing after? Yeah. Luke. 
because they were like, only the guy that can lift the rocks can do it. And then he passes it on to the girl that can lift rocks. And it's just like, it's always got to do with the Force. And mm -hmm. I get that the Force is like God in the Star Wars universe. And it's yeah. like, you have to tap into that to be either a, a good impact or a, a, a threat. But like, I just want to see a time when it's just dudes and dudettes and mm -hmm. just not wizard stuff. I want to see somebody throw a punch. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like I want, yeah. I want the military leader to be a military leader, not you a Sith. You know what I want? <laughs> I want the scene in Temple. Is it Temple? No, it's not. It's Raiders of the Lost Ark, where there's a novice lightsaber wielder or something like just flipping it around and doing this and then someone just gets a blaster just and shoots him in the head him. like and that's the end of that like yeah. there's no force powers or anything yeah like i like stuff like that where it's like you oh you have a lightsaber that cool. doesn't mean anything yeah you have the force that doesn't mean like i want i want because it's such a do sex machina of why do you win he had the force what do you think like mm-hmm Ugh. You know, and I mean, yeah, Order 66 is a little different because that's the first time we really see force wielders overtaken by military might. Mm -hmm. Honestly, though, that's just because of the element of surprise, I think. I don't think yeah. that's necessarily bigger than that. So yeah. as, as much as I love the traditional story beats and elements of Star Wars, I just I love storytelling that breaks the bounds. I love that. I, I just want heroes that are just rough and tough people. They aren't elegant with a sword or they can't use their mind necessarily but they're you know about the right things and i want bad guys who are just bad and they're mm -hmm. they just have power but they don't necessarily you, they can't just float you around the room or stuff like you know i, I want it i want something different mm -hmm. and i think when we've been so force heavy so sith and jedi heavy for so long i think we're definitely due a time in star wars where we see the rest of it yeah you know. I get you. I just had a thought. Okay. Were there, like, still clone children going around during Order 66? I mean, there would have been probably some. I mean... Were they, they activated too? Ooh! Yikes! <laughs> probably? Probably? I mean, they're, they, it's inserted at the, like, at, like, one of the trimesters... Yeah. So, like, it's inserted when they're chill, like, they're babies. They're what, baby babies. They're baby if, babs. What if instead of, like, um, Shakti dying on, by someone else's We're thinking hand, the same thing. Like, she just comes into the room with a bunch of children, and they just have blasters, and they go, oh, God, that hurt me. That would be epic. It would be incredible, but, like, ouch. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, but... No, yeah, I hadn't thought of that, but probably, probably yeah. so. I mean, they stopped production soon after, but mm -hmm. I, I mean, there were at still some children. Point, yeah, yeah. So, but they're never children. They weren't people. They are merely tools. No, they were for babies. the dark side. Oh, obviously, they I agree. Babies. But they you know, babus. that's how they were looked. That, that's how they were bred and made and all that. They were, uh, they were, they were just droids. They were precious beans that I will hold close to my bosom and yep. love. Except Fox. <laughs> Except Fox. Fox sucks. Fox. You go in the garbage where you belong. Um, all right, guys. Well, we'll leave it at that. Sorry it's a bit longer of an episode. Leave but um, yeah. Uh, let us know what you think about Palpatine. Mm -hmm. And especially um, our 
sort of latter conversation in terms of why do you think he's doing what he's doing? What do you think his motivations are? And how do you feel about a Star Wars where the Force wielders aren't the good or bad guys, but we actually get just normal folks? Um, would you be excited for that kind of Star Wars? Because I kind of I kind of would like that for a little while. Yeah, and we've had so, that, that conversation before. We would like scum and villainy. We'd yeah, like some... Just folks being folks, not... Yeah. None of the wizard stuff. Um... So, you give me muggles, not wizards. Uh, uh, hashtag Star Wars muggles. You're so such a slither. let us know. Um, we'd be interested to hear a conversation. Thanks for listening uh, and checking out this one. This is, again, not necessarily one of our favorite characters, but it's a conversation near and dear to our hearts. And um, thank you for 50 episodes. That's wow. It, um, what are you doing with your time? <laughs> yeah, if you've been with us with the beginning, I'm worried about your mental health. But thank you for being with us. And here's to the next 50? Yeah. 150? Who knows? Something like that. Um, but uh, if you're with us on Patreon, if you um, support us there, then you have an after show waiting for you. Uh, we it's going to be a doozy. Star Wars Inktober. <laughs> um, and so yeah. we have fun over on Patreon in our after show where we do some Star Wars-y thing. Last week uh, we played Escape the Death Star. We've done Star Wars Mad Libs. It's, it gets crazy. Yeah. And so... Um, you're going to watch me be terrible at drawing and yeah. John be fantastic. If you... Um, if you like what we do and would like to support it and would like extra nerd herder content, um, then you can check us out over on Patreon. Starting at just a dollar a month, you get a lot of cool goodies. Uh, and so thank you to those who are already over there making a change and, and um, supporting us. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. You're, You're awesome. Um, everybody else, thank you for listening. Make sure that you're with us on all the social medias. Let us know what you thought of the episode and all that good stuff. Make sure you're up to date on everything. Uh, YouTube, Twitch, all that good stuff. Because mm -hmm. um, there's lots of cool stuff happening with Nerd Herder all over the internet. And so, yeah, we're excited. So, um, But have a good rest of your day. If you're still waiting to go do your Force Fridaying, good luck. Good hunting. Um, if you've already got your haul, then let, be sure to let us know what you got and all that good stuff. So. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Stay scruffy and may the force be with you. Boy.